Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers by Cosmetics Design Asia, where we get to hear from some of the most fascinating independent beauty brands from Asia Pacific. On this episode, I am honoured to introduce my guest Darpan Sangvi, the CEO of The Good Glam Group from India. Darpan has built one of the most exciting beauty companies in Asia today, currently housing brands like My Glam, Saint Botanica, Serona, Organic Harvest and The Mums Co. And we're going to find out how he did it. Hi, Dapan. How's it going? Hey, Amanda. Good to hear from you again. Doing well. I hope you're doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks so much. It's great to see you. And I'm looking forward to chatting. I think it's a, a great time to catch up with you because, you know, my glam and or the good glam group has made so much advancements in the past year. Congratulations, by the way, from reaching your unicorn status. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been an exciting 18 months or 16 months since we started the content to commerce journey in September 2020. In hindsight, it's such a short time, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll dive into your successes a little bit later, but right now I want to talk about your origin story, okay? How did you come into the beauty business and start My Glam? Wow. Okay. That's a long story. Let me, let me try. Okay, not too long. Okay, let's condense it a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, I, I moved back to India in 2008. Um, and when I came back to India, I was I saw an opportunity to bring brands into India. I just felt in general, there were very few brands in India. And I started to scan, uh, you know, the, the market around me. Uh, and I thought that, you know, there were a lot of people bringing in fashion brands. There were people bringing in beauty product brands. But at that time, there was no one bringing in beauty service brands. And I felt maybe I can create a niche for myself by bringing in some great international beauty brands, but in the services segment. So I, I actually got introduced to uh, the managing director of L'Occitane. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I really, I, I, I hounded him for a year uh, saying, hey, please give me the rights to do L'Occitane spas in India. I'll create the best spas of L'Occitane will be in India. And I, you know, I had no money to take the rights up, right? I, I was just, you know, with my passion trying to convince him. And, you know, he, he's a great man, uh, Andre Hoffman. Uh, and he, he, you know, he's very entrepreneurial and he took a chance. So after one year of me literally harassing him, uh, he said, okay, I give you the license to do L'Occitane spas in India. And so 2010, I opened my first L'Occitane spa. After that, I got the license to do Clarence spas in India. Ah. I did a licensing deal with L Magazine, E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, mm -hmm. and I did L Spine Salon in India. I also got Warren Tricomi Salon from New York City. Uh, so that's how I got into the beauty business. So my first five years, 2010 to 2015, was me bringing in beauty service brands mm. into India, right? right? Then in 2015, I saw a company called Glam Squad in New York, um, which was where you could call a beautician to your home through an app. And I said, man, I already have these 25 spas and salons. Maybe I can create an app with which people can call a stylist to their home. Uh, and that's how the original avatar of MyGlam was born. Right. Uh, and in 2015, MyGlam was an at-home services, beauty services provider, right? L'Occitane became one of my first investors and in 2016 L'Occitane actually invested uh, in my glam, right? In that original concept. Um, but by the end of 2016, I realized I was not being successful at that business. Right. Uh, if I, once, I, once the beautician and the customer met, they would go direct without coming on the platform again, right? And book direct amongst each other. So I, I, I went back to L'Occitane and I said, look, I, you know, taken your money 
but I think we need to pivot. Uh, and I believe there's an opportunity now to create a great DTC beauty brand in India, right? Where we leverage technology to understand the customer really well, create products that are based on what she wants and market it to her again through digital. And that's how the MyGlam that you see today was born in 2017. October 2017 is when we stopped the services and MyGlam, the product brand was born. So uh, that's sort of the genesis of uh, how MyGlam, you know, how I got into beauty and, and MyGlam, the product company started in October 2017. Right, 2017. And then of course later you met Priyanka, right? And together you developed this uh, content to commerce vision. Right. Tell me a bit about that. You know, how is that story? What's the story behind meeting Priyanka and developing this this vision? So, you know, it's very funny. So uh, October 2017 started My Glam, the beauty brand. Mm -hmm. And what was I doing? I was, you know, digitally trying to connect with users, bring them to my website to transact and try my products. Right. Um, Priyanka, at the same time, was building India's largest content platform, PopXO for women. Yeah. Right. And what what her vision was let me get traffic onto my platform through amazing content yeah. and then get them to convert to buy products, right? I was getting people to buy products and I was thinking, hmm, is there a more efficient way of getting traffic here, right? So we both were trying to achieve the same thing, but our starting points were very different. Yeah. My starting point was commerce. Her starting point was content, right? Um, the, the problem with my strategy of being DTC was the CAC was very high. The customer acquisition cost was really high, right? Uh, and so in, around, I think, 2020, um, I, I thought to myself that maybe it's time to partner with a content company so that we can get this traffic in a cost-efficient manner and then transact. And um, so I reached out. So PopXO looked by far best, biggest uh, female-oriented content platform in India. So it was on the top of my list to talk to, right? So I, I, I spoke to an investor of Priyanka's uh, who introduced me to Priyanka then. And I think we had a term sheet in seven days <laughs> signed between both of us. <laughs> Would you say this was like a, a, a landmark time for, for the company? It was a, not just landmark, it was a game changer mm. uh, for both Priyanka and me. Uh, and I think game changer for the industry and the category as well. Because it really, you know, I, I'll give you some numbers, right? Before uh, MyGlam and PopExo came together, MyGlam used to acquire 30,000 new customers a month. Mm -hmm. The first month of MyGlam PopExo, we acquired 60,000 new customers a month. This month, I'm going to cross half a million new customers a month. Like it's less than 18 months, right, of, of this content to co commerce journey, right? Um, and so clearly a game-changing moment uh, for me, for Priyanka, for the company, and I think a, a new way of doing business for the industry. No one had cracked it in India before. So if you see that journey, September 2020, content to commerce started with PopExo. First month, September 2020, acquired 60,000 new customers a month. By March 21, which was six months of PopExo MyGlam together, I was at 150,000 new customers a month. So I'd grown two and a half X. Revenues had grown two and a half X, right, uh, for us. Um, and I went back to my board and I said, guys, I have cracked content to commerce. Let me now take my top of the funnel, you know, and get more content companies that make that bigger. And at the same time, let me go and buy more brands in categories where conversations are happening. And on my content platforms, mm. right? And and so I can have more things to sell. Uh, and I was very lucky that I have a very supportive board. They believed in my vision. And uh, 21 has been uh, pretty exciting. I think we've completed uh, 10 acquisitions uh, in this, uh, I would say, in a close to a six-month period. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very rapid. Uh, it's been content acquisitions, creator acquisitions, and brands that we've bought. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's it's been super exciting. 
Can, can I ask, you know, this, this vision you had of content to, to commerce, you know, has it exceeded your expectations, your own vision of how it was going to be? You know, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, Amanda, you try 20,000 things. <laughs> all right. You know, uh, and every one of those 20,000 things you genuinely believe is going to change the world. Right. Okay. And is going to like be the game changing sort of move for you. Correct. Uh, and I was just lucky that maybe the 20th thousand thing, which was the content <laughs> to commerce uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, experiment really clicked. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we always believed it could be big because the numbers were very large at the top of the funnel. Correct. Right. PopX was at one and a half billion impressions. Today, we our total content group is four and a half billion monthly impressions. Right. And then you start thinking, man, I just need to, you know, that's 150 million users, unique users. If I can make them transacting customers, this is going to be a multi-billion dollar revenue company, right? Mm -hmm. So you always are going with that very large as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking big and you're always thinking it's going to be massive. I think what just, we were just lucky that this time it really was. <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned, right, 10 acquisition. I think I get emails from, from your company almost every day now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is driving you guys to keep advancing? You know, is there like um, a goal or vision for Good Glen Group that, that you want to achieve? Absolutely. Like, let's, let's talk about like really, really big picture right now. I think big picture is this. You have Amora Pacific that came out of South Korea. You have Shishedo that came out of Japan. You have Estee Lauder from the US. You have L'Oreal from Europe, right? I think it's the time for a beauty personal care giant uh, to come out of South Asia. Uh, and this giant uh, is being built on content to commerce, leveraging digital. The currency of today is digital, right? And technology. And that's what we're leveraging here. Um, so the way our, our vision is all the acquisitions you see, it's all about synergy mm -hmm. and it's all about filling white spaces. So we've broken down this personal beauty, personal care category in all the different sort of sub-segments, right? Skin care, hair color, hair care, you know, uh, men's grooming, uh, fragrances, uh, baby, all of those, right? Within that, we want to make sure we have a brand that's in the top three in Nielsen, right? In each of these segments, right? Now, one thing I realize is that as a company, it's very difficult to build new brands because every brand has a, needs a unique DNA. Correct. Right. And and as a company, you can't have so many different DNAs. Right. So I, I personally had a DNA for my gland. Right. Cosmetics. Uh, right. But where is the DNA for menstrual hygiene? But it's a, it's a category I want to play in. Right. In personal care. So let's get a brand that has that DNA, a founder that has that DNA. Correct. And together we'll give him our value engines, our traffic, our influences, our content to commerce, our offline distribution and scale it up. Right. Uh, and that's sort of uh, what the, the vision for us is. So you're seeing and, and, you know, you're seeing acquisitions also happening on our enablers, on the good creator core side, on mm. the, uh, you know, the, the, the media side as well, because the larger that becomes, the greater the opportunity for the brands that we're buying. Correct. Right. Uh, and, and that's how we're thinking about it. Uh, we're going to create this, you know, beauty personal care giant of the future. Uh, right. Uh, and for that, we need to make sure we have the right brands in the right categories. Recently, you acquired Sirona, which, um, yes, I've met Deep before, and I think that that brand has such a great mission behind it. You know, is there one, you know, X factor that helps you decide, you know, when to bring a brand under your umbrella? So I think, look, the founder is the X factor. Ah. <laughs> you know, you've talked about Deep, right? I mean, he's the X factor, right? Uh, typically, what you will see in each category. So how do we go out a process? Thought process is, hey, this is a category I want to play in. It's a large TAM, large addressable market. 
Ecom penetration is still low. However, large amount of conversations are happening about that category on my content platform, which means I know I can drive ecom uh, sales through that, right? Then with that, you go and you sort of see the top three brands within that particular segment, right? Uh, then the X factor is the founder when you go meet the three brands, right? Uh, so I think that the founders are very important and that then resonates in how the brand was built, what the brand purpose is, right? Uh, everything else being uh, equal. Um, meaning when I say everything else, I mean in terms of scale, revenue, repeats, rankings on uh, ratings on Amazon, right? Um, so I think X factor always is the founder. I think just that spark, right? The the, the, the real belief in, in what they're building because the DNA, you know, if you take Deep's brand, right? Uh, Deep was at about... Uh, about a little under a $10 million run rate, uh, right? And both Deep and I are aligned that we want to make this $100 million brand in the next three years, right? Um, and and I think you have to be so true to what your brand is. Ultimately, we're building brands here, right? It's not, the beauty category brand is so important, right? Correct. So I think the, the Deep is so clear about what his vision and mission and purpose for the brand is, right? Um, and, and he's doing it in every walk of what he's doing in the company. It's not just in the product. It's in the foundation that he's taking care of, uh, of as well, right? Which is the Serona Foundation to end, you know, pre period poverty. Now that is the that's the X factor, right? Because he truly believes if if I'm going to have a disruptive product like a menstrual cup, you know, uh, I need to, you know, I need to make a difference, you know, in 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 all walks. So, I think is the founder living, eating, breathing the brand, right? Uh, is is probably the most important thing. Interesting, right? Now you okay. We talked about starting a, a beauty brand, all right, and, and you said that it's hard to build brands, but you know it's it's really never been easier to start a beauty brand. Or the barriers are so low, correct? You know, but what do you think is a, is a, the challenge for, for small brands today? So I think there's several challenges for small brands. Yeah. Today. I think first of all, it's great that it's much easier to start a new uh, beauty product company. Of course, it's very hard to build it into a brand. Even I am on that journey today. I can't. I can't claim that my glam is a great established brand. No, it's still on the journey, right? Uh, you know, it'll, it'll take us maybe another five years before it becomes such a strong brand that's relevant for generations, right? Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think finding what your brand truly stands for, it takes time. Uh, you know, it, it's a discovery process. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard, right? I think, one, and once you find that, then staying true to it in everything you do becomes very, very important for it to become a brand. Then everything else you do, whether it's the growth hacks you figure out, your strategy you figure out, right, will determine how, how quickly it can grow or how profitable it can be, right? And that's business strategy, right, over there. What, what you know, how, how you're approaching it. Uh, but fundamentally, being very clear about what your brand stands for, who does it stand, you know, who is it for, and then being very true to that positioning in everything that you do will eventually lead to a brand that has strong emotional connect with people and and you know and and that's something that can be relevant for decades wow and it's just interesting how you point out that you said my glam itself is still on its way to become a truly great brand you know uh you know what is what do you think is missing and what are you working towards to make it that so, great you know brand? see what i think um everything right everything we do so what does my glam stand for right see the name it's my glam right meaning it's my personal brand meaning i was part of the development of the products in this brand this brand listens to me when this brand listens to me they can make something for me that is truly for me right and that's why it's my glam uh -huh. now 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 i need i need that needs to you know 
एक यू नो इट टेक्स टाइम फॉर कंज्यूमर्स टू अंडरस्टैंड वंस दे अंडरस्टैंड टू बिलीव इन इट एंड द वे दे बिलीव इन इट इज इफ एवरीथिंग दैट आई डू ट्रूली रेजोनेट्स विद दिस ब्रांड फिलॉसफी राइट एंड वी आर ऑन दैट जर्नी राइट आवर फर्स्ट टीवी कैंपेन वी डिडंट पुट एनी प्रोडक्ट आउट देयर आवर टीवी कैंपेन वाज अबाउट टेल अस व्हाट यू वांट you know uh, and we'll make you know we are listening we will make something based on what you want so tell us what you want you know it's my glam it's we are such a unique brand that we make stuff based on what you tell us so yeah. tell us what you want right and and that's it that was just a philosophy campaign uh, for us right then the next campaign was about a certain product yeah. right and what insight went into making that product right? right so 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 you know it takes it takes long and india is 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 quite a hard place to build brands because you know the indian consumer takes a lot of time before he or she says i trust this brand <laughs> right uh, so so uh, and and that's why i say and look for me a brand is something that can last generations right mm. and that is relevant for generations and that's why i say that i'm still on that journey right we have a great start uh, you know but and hopefully we'll get there too yeah that reminds me you know when you talk about um, you know asking the consumer what they want you also have this fantastic uh, ecosystem where you collate Our ideas from consumers, and you create products. You make it the reality, and you make it look so easy as well. No, you know, I think well, it's it's easier for us to do it than others because we're directly connected to our customers. Yeah. Right. We the customers interact with us on our own platform. Mm-hmm. So you know, every month we're talking to over two hundred thousand women. Right. Taking feedback. What do they want in their lipstick color? What do they want? What ingredient do they want in their moisturizing cream? What works? What problems are they facing? and then that gets fed into a new product development team right um which is working with you know what the latest trends are globally and then coming up with products then 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 from that 200000 women then 20000 women will go through our crm journey where we ask them follow up questions okay you told us this now would you prefer this or that in there right then from those 20000 women 2000 women will become a part of our sampling program right uh for the final formulations then there'll be 200 with whom we'll have a focus group right uh, and and then have the product out so it's a you know it, it's something that we are uh, you know we are, we are we are you know quite committed to and we have to stay true to it if you want to really build build you know our brand philosophy uh, with with the customer and you know and products that has been co-created with your consumers i mean that that has been going well the products have been doing well uh, they have absolutely look as a general philosophy you'd say a lot of our products have some of the other consumer input Mm. right some might be much more deeper level of co-creation some might be lesser level of co-creation but most of a product will stem from certain level of consumer input from this process that i just told you i think it's very it's just become a part of the dna of the company right like you know and we're now starting to use the same methodology for our app mm. test the features through by talking to you know like can you survey 50000 women on certain features even our marketing colors and campaigns so we really want to make this because if i'm dtc direct to consumer this is the best way to leverage it where all my actions are based on consumer insight right 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 and will this ever be rolled out to like the other brands that you've acquired like serona like organic harvest etc so i think look every brand has its own philosophy yeah. right um and uh, i think every brand founder has their own vision correct uh-huh. i don't think they're uh, following the vision of co-creation but uh-huh. are they taking inputs absolutely Right. right uh of course they're listening to consumers but not at the scale that we do interesting uh, because that's that's our philosophy right so it's not it's not replicatable across everything you could if it's true to your brand right like same botanica for example right mm-hmm. same botanica is about bioactives mm-hmm. same botanica is about nature getting elevated by science so it's not about what you tell us i'm building 
right. Uh, so we have to be true to that. We have to ensure that the best bioactives are in every product, right? Yeah. Uh, so so it's you know, each one has a has a has a different uh, sort of uh, brand philosophy proposition, and they have to be true to that. Okay, Dapan, I ask everyone that comes on the podcast one question, and that is: Is there another independent beauty brand that you admire, and why? Uh, I think a lot over the years, right? Now, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that my co-founder Priyanka or my co-founder Naya would be able to better answer that question because they're also consumers. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> of this, as a, as a as a businessman, I have admired several several companies and several brands. Right. Uh, not fair for me to name any of them uh, 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 here, right, right now. But I think there's, I think the whole indie revolution really was good for the beauty industry right all these brands and, and it goes way back right if i just go 10 years ago right you know benefit two-faced anastasia if i look at the us today they're big brands they're not indie brands anymore but when they started they were disruptive right now and then now you're seeing the ordinary and you know you're seeing very interesting there's some, another one called good molecule uh and and you know you're seeing a lot of these interesting ones come out right uh there it's a different sort of wave and revolution uh, that's happening, correct? You see something like an Il Maquillage, which, I mean, it's not longer an indie brand. It's doing, you know, crazy revenues. But they brought the whole Tinder in the app uh, because you can swipe left, right on influencers and curate your list of looks, right? So I think there's so much creativity that goes. And you look at the K-beauty brands, of course, right? That's a whole different revolution that's happened. So I think there's so much, it's so much interesting stuff that goes on in different brands on, you know, the problem they're tackling or the persona that they are, uh, uh, you know, uh, addressing to, um, that you just learn and you admire all of them, right? Uh, it, it's, it's hard for me to pick um, and say that, oh, this is my favorite. Again, because I'm not a user, right? So if I had a brand that really worked on my skin, then I'd have told you that, yeah, <laughs> you know, I love this. Uh, yeah, so, so, so that's how I think about uh, indie brands. And then what can we expect from you guys this year? Can I expect more emails from Mahima? <laughs> <laughs> you will. Well, you absolutely will uh, get more emails from Mahima. But I think, look, I have two or three very straightforward uh, targets here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, first is everything that we've acquired, we're going to grow at 3x this year. Uh, so mm-hmm. whatever whatever the revenues, there will be three times uh, in this year. That's one target, right? Second is actually we are, we're looking to get into Southeast Asia, bring our content to Commerce Playbook wow. into Southeast Asia, for which I'm going to hit you up separately, Amanda, for names of great brands and uh, uh, content creator <laughs> companies that we can work with, right? Um, and, and uh, you know, uh, so so that's that's uh, another big piece for us. And the third piece is, of course, you know, complete the portfolio we have in India. I think we still have four or five gaps uh, which we want to fulfill uh, in 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 this coming year. Uh, I'd say these would be sort of the three big things. What we've bought, grow at three x, um, fill the gaps that you have in India, the three four gaps that we have, fill that. Uh, and hey, can we you know replicate our playbook in Southeast Asia? Wow, Navan, thank you so much for sharing all this. And it's wonderful to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking the time. No, it's always great to see you, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Cheers. (laughs) This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again in the next episode for more conversations with beauty's indie pioneers.